1: boards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Happy November, everybody. We've wow, got it's a,
2: official, huh?
1: It's official. It's official. And that means that we are sliding right from ho- Halloween into uh, the Thanksgiving slide, right down into the uh, the big holidays at the end of the year. So it gets crazy right now around my house. Lots of things to do, plans to be made, people coming for dinner and staying over and all that sort of thing. It is Rooms a very... to fix
2: up so that your house looks fantastic to impress all of your guests. <laughs> yeah,
1: Lessa likes to have a little Thanksgiving gathering of what, 25, 35 people every year?
2: We range from like 20 to 30, depending on who wants to come into town and what friends don't have a place to go. But we certainly do not fit in my home.
1: <laughs> That's for sure. So we hope that it's a busy time of year for you as well. Perhaps you're spending some time fixing up your money pit. We've got some great tips that can help. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about what's hot and what's not for your fall design and decor. We've got tips on creating a very warm and cozy feeling at home. So as the weather gets cooler and the color palette takes on an earthy autumn you, you will be good to go.
2: And we've also found a great money-saving source for you guys to check out. It's a website where you can buy and sell leftover supplies from your latest home improvement projects. You know, it's like a giant online yard sale. It's full of stuff that you can use to fix up your money pit while you're also saving a few bucks, too. And you got to love that. We're going to tell you all about that in a few minutes.
1: Plus, are you finding that you have to rewash dishes more often than not? There may be a little and easily fixed problem with your dishwasher that's causing that. We're going to tell you how to diagnose it and fix it in just a bit.
2: And this hour, we're giving away a Tree Wax Home Care Package worth $20. It includes the Tree Wax Floor Cleaner and their metal polish, and they're both great products to help you with all of your household chores.
1: So give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one 888 Pit. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first?
2: Mike in Tennessee is calling in with a
1: squeaky floor. Tell us about it.
2: Yes, ma'am. We had a pop-off valve on our water
3: heater go off and ran about three, about five gallons a an hour for three weeks in our house.
1: Oh, my well, God. Well, it's better than the water heater blowing up on you.
3: That, that's true.
1: And it did its job, but, of course, it made a big mess at the same time, didn't it?
3: Yeah. Uh, a good hint is when somebody puts a water heater in, make them pipe the pop-off valve outside.
1: <laughs> well, you can pipe it. That's right. You can pipe it outside. So uh, what damage did it do, and how can we help you?
3: Well, the um, the insurers came and they ripped up all of our carpeting and our subfloor and everything and put it all back. And instead of going back with carpeting, we wanted to use a floating floor, a laminate.
1: Okay. All right.
3: And and now in some of the places they did not take up, they used their meter to make sure that it was dry, and et cetera. But it, we got squeaks now.
1: Mm, okay. And it's under the laminate floor.
3: Yeah. and My wife's not going to let me put the new floor down until I figure out how to stop squeaks.
1: Okay, so you've not put the new laminate floor down yet?
3: We have subfloor down, and then on top of that, they put a uh, quarter-inch structure wood, I think they call it. Okay. Okay. All
1: right, well, this is good, because all you need to do now is identify those squeaks and get them fixed. Typically, the squeaks are going to happen right on top of the floor joists. So where the floor joists are, you're going to want to reattach the floor throughout that entire surface, and what we would use is probably two-and-a-half-inch uh, drywall screws, these case hardened screws, and you'll drill through the quarter inch, through the subfloor, right into the floor joist itself and pull that flooring down nice and tight. And the nice thing about using the screws is that they don't pop out, they don't loosen up, they don't get they don't allow the, the the nail to pull in and out of the wood which causes the squeak. Okay. So you need to rescrew that whole floor down, you do it with case hardened screws, you do it with a drill driver. So uh, it's a pretty easy project, and won't take you very long, and it'll silence that floor. And you're smart to do it now before you put down the laminate. Okay, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Gina North Carolina is calling in with a door issue. Tell us what's going on.
4: Well, my daughter, um, I, the door, the bathroom door, and the, my bedroom door were creaking, but the bathroom the worst. And she got a spray and sprayed the uh, hinges, but she overdid. And I have been, We, she's taken the pin out and cleaned it. We've tried everything except uh, pipe cleaners, and I, I don't know where we can get them. But is there anything that I can put uh, on it or have her take the pins out and we can clean, try to clean it again? This one is still oozing.
1: Hmm. Wow. She must have really blasted it, huh? <laughs> you know, what happens is you get a lot of dirt and dust inside of those hinges, and then if you spray it with one of those spray lubricants, then it all becomes sort of greasy, oily mud. And, you know, the only way to get rid of that is to do exactly what you're doing, is to take it apart and wipe it down really good. But if you take the door off the hinges, you wipe one side really good, then you wipe the other side really good and put it back together, that should be that. You shouldn't have an ongoing issue with it. There's only a finite amount of oil, and you just got to get that oil off of there, Gene. You should be good to go.
4: Okay, I'll
2: keep trying.
1: All right, good luck with that project. You do just that. The number is 1888 money pit.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can be part of the Money Pit action by picking up the phone and giving us a call with your home repair, home improvement, home design, decor, whatever you are working on. We are here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just dial 1-888-MONEYPIT.
1: 888-666-3974. Up next, do you have to wash your dishes by hand after your dishwasher does? Well, that's not good. You may have a clog in the system that's causing that. But the good news is it could be easy to fix, and we'll show you how next.
2: The Money Pit is brought to you by Milgard Windows and Doors. Milgard Windows can help save on energy bills and qualify for up to $1,500 in tax credits. Credits expire December 31st. Visit Milgard.com to locate a window dealer near you.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
2: I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now, everybody who calls in is going to get the answer to their home improvement question. But one lucky caller who gets their question answered on the air is going to win the Tree Wax Home Care Package. It's worth $20. And you get a bottle of the Tree Wax Hardwood Floor Cleaner, a bottle of Hardwood Care Refinisher, and a bottle of Brilliant Metal polish which works for stainless steel, brass and a ton of other metals that you've got around your Money Pit. So give us a call at 1888 Money Pit for your chance to
1: win. 888-666-3974. Well, cleaning may be a project that you're tackling a lot these days, especially getting ready for the guests that might be coming for the holidays. One of the things that uh, we do more of in my house is run that dishwasher and if you've done that but only found that your dishwasher's keep coming out dirty, you may have an issue with a clog in your drain valve. And now the drain valve is part of the dishwashing system and it should only open during the draining cycle. But if it's clogged by debris, it'll let water out during the wash cycle too. So listen carefully. If you hear water flowing into the sink during the wash cycle, the drain valve is clogged and needs attention. If you unclog it, you'll find that instantly your dishes will come out cleaner. And in fact, actually twice as clean because you'll have that much more washing action as they move through the dishwashing cycle. 888-666-3974. Getting back to the phones right now. Leslie, who's next?
2: Ed in North Carolina is about to tackle a concrete project. How can we help you with that?
1: Yes,
5: I'm uh, getting ready to pour a uh, three-bay garage in my backyard. Nice. Nice. I'm uh, going to be putting a above ground lift in. Okay. And and what I'm planning on doing is uh, I'm planning on pouring the concrete about five inches thick in in where the garage is, or, or in the whole garage, except for where the lift post would be. Right. And I thought I'd pour it six or seven inches deep. You know, just scoop out a little bit and pour a little extra concrete where the post would be. Okay. I, 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 of course, going to put plastic and wire down. Uh, I've got a foundation that's like three foot thick of screenings that's been packed with a packer, so it's hard as a rock.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's my uh, question to you. you got to have a really solid base underneath this, and you're saying that you do.
5: I've got in one corner, I've got about four and a half feet of uh, uh, screamings and I used one of these vibrating packers about every four or five inches. I'd pack it for a while. Okay, but know. the
1: soil underneath the slab has been tamped down with a vibrating yeah. tamper? Okay. Well, I think you're good to go. I might go a little bit deeper underneath where the lift post is. I would probably go 12 by 12 underneath that area. Uh-huh. So I'd do like a 12 by 12 by 12 sort of uh, uh, pier there. So no no reason not to have a lot of extra concrete right there.
5: I I I've got one more question and okay. that is as far as making expansion joints in the floor. It's gonna be uh three bays, and I was planning on getting one of these little tools that you just uh run across the concrete and cut it it cuts it about an inch deep, you know, right. to uh, and, mm, and yes. just run three joints. In other words, have, have uh
1: Yeah, that's uh, not gonna be enough you're going to have to put uh, spacers in between those slabs because if you do that, I mean, you may crack on those. I, you're talking about like a scoring tool. It might crack there. It might not. But I would, I would probably put at least two expansion joints in there, divide that into thirds, and have a full expansion joint installed so that those pieces of concrete can move independently. Otherwise, you're more likely to get cracks. Yeah. All right, Ed. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: All right. Lori in Indiana has a question about, let's, let's call this electricity and heating. What's okay. going on, Lori?
4: <laughs> well, I'm calling from town and I have the mother of all money pitch. All right. so I, have a, hello, so I have a question for the professor. There okay. are wires sticking out the wall for baseboard heaters. How do right. I determine if I should be 120 volt or 240
1: volt? Oh, well, if it's a baseboard heating unit, it's going to be 240.
4: Really? It's that easy?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't... It would be unusual to have a 120-volt built-in baseboard heating system. Um, how many wires do you have sticking out?
4: Well, I have a black and a white and a ground. And I was told that if it was 240, it would have to oh, be black well, and white Oh, well, if it's a black red.
1: and a white and a ground, th- th- it's not 240. But I, are you sure it's for heat?
2: Yes. And not an outlet? Heaters, And we yanked them out and threw them away.
1: Hmm. Well, they may have had some old 120 volts, but typically you need 240 for a baseboard heating system.
4: All right. And it's right? not possible that they took a 120 and wrapped it around and hotwired it, and I'll burn down my
1: no. house. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. not likely, but listen, you should make sure those wires are dead, and you should make sure that if they're tied into a circuit breaker, that they're disconnected for the breaker. They're not just, the breakers and just turned off because somebody could turn that back on by accident. And then and all of a sudden, you hot wires. Yeah. You want to make sure they're completely disconnected from the panel.
4: Okay.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Marvin in Illinois, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today?
3: Well, I have a house with cedar siding. Okay. And uh, the woodpecker, uh, now deceased, unfortunately, but he's <laughs> pecked
4: two holes about an inch and a half in diameter in the side of my uh, house, and I was wondering if they make a product that I can put in and fill in those holes, and
3: and it would be sandable, and I can blend it in and then stain it the, the same color as the original.
1: Well, inch-and-a-half holes are pretty darn big. What kind of cedar siding is this? Is it uh, clapboard or cedar shingles, shakes? What do you got?
3: Uh, it's clapboard.
1: Clapboard. Was he, con- was he courteous enough to make both holes on the same piece? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, huh? Because to try to fill in an inch and a half gap like that, it's going to look like a patch. I presume this is stained and not uh, painted. Well,
4: oh, it, it's a colored stain. Uh, it's a colored
1: stain. It, it, yeah. It's
3: not, so it's not a clear cedar. It's, right.
1: It's yeah.
3: More painted than mm-hmm.
1: stained. Right. The best thing, the best thing to do here is to replace the piece of siding, and it's not that hard to do. Uh, what I would do is I would gently pry up the piece above it, and then try to cut out the bad pieces, and then put a put a new piece in. The key here, though, is not to put a small piece in, but to put actually a, a sizable piece, like I'm talking like a four-foot-long piece in. And if you replace both of those pieces of siding, then you sand it and prime it and restain it, it'll be invisible. If you try to fill that in, because an inch and a half hole is, is actually way too big to use, even if you use like an epoxy wood filler, or um, uh, there, there's different products that are used like for rod, rotted wood and things like that, that, where it can sort of fill it in like a cavity. I mean, even if you use those products, I think no matter what, you're still going to see it. So I would rather see you replace it because it's just not that hard of a project to do. And this way it'll be done once, done right, and you won't have to think about it every time you stare up there and remember that woodpecker, respectfully remember that May woodpecker, rest of in course, peace. that has now, right, now <laughs> gone to the uh, the big tree in the sky, so to speak.
3: Okay.
4: Well, I appreciate your expertise. You're welcome. And uh, save me some time. Thank you All very right. much. All right. Good luck
1: with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888. 888- money pit.
2: The cedar-sided palace in the sky. The
1: cedar-sided palace (laughs) in the sky, that's right. Woodpecker heaven.
2: Kathy in Washington, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today?
4: Yes, I had put in a laminate flooring in my kitchen and my dining room about four or five years ago, and it's ice cold in the winter. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that we have a crawl space under the house, so what do I put under the house maybe to keep the cold from coming up into my Dining room and kitchen laminate flooring.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can get under there. You've got no problem. You're not squeamish or afraid of what might be lurking under there.
4: <laughs> oh, I am squeamish, but I'm going to have my boyfriend do it. Ah, and there I you know, go. We, we know where the crawl space is. He's going to do it. I'm not doing this.
2: Good, good, good. You can easily insulate that floor by going into your crawl space and getting those fiberglass bats, you know, get the appropriate width for the area in between those joists. And then what you would do is you need to get are they wire hangers or like clips, Tom? What are they called officially?
1: Yeah, they're insulation hangers. And you want to make sure. You use unfaced fiberglass bats, no, mm-hmm. no foil, no paper facing.
2: Okay, so you roll those bats in between those joists and then use those little clips to you know attach the insulation itself up to that floor surface from below. And then, what you want to do is to control moisture under there, is you want to get the biggest pieces you can of visqueen, it's sort of like a plastic vapor barrier, and I've you want to get that. big mm-hmm. pieces. Lay that out on that dirt floor. And when you get to a point where you need to do a joint, don't butt them up to one another, but overlap them by, you know, three feet if you can. So get as wide of pieces as you can so that you're dealing with limited joints there. And then you want to control the moisture on the outside of your house by looking at your gutters and your downspouts, you know, make sure that the downspouts are clean and that they're depositing the water, you know, four feet away from your house further if you can. You want to look at the grading and make sure that all the soil slopes away from the house. Everything that you can do to control the moisture will keep that area dry and keep the insulation dry, which will keep it working.
4: Perfect. Okay, we're going to get that done hopefully then.
1: All right, Kathy, that'll keep your your tootsies nice and warm this winter.
2: can ditch those heavy socks.
1: You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit.
2: Gary in Utah has a question about a sidewalk that seems to be uneven. What's going on with it?
1: I'm a handyman
5: for a large property management company. And I could usually figure out most things. But uh, on a lot of the properties that we manage, we have sidewalks that settle. And there's a trip hazard, people with wheelchairs. And in the past, what I usually do to remedy uh, the problem is use like a vinyl concrete, you know. Mm -hmm. Sidewalks might have settled an inch and a half. Right, right. And I use some vinyl concrete, but it doesn't usually last through the winter. It cracks. And, and I'm just trying to figure out, is there a solution for this yeah. without Have
1: moving? you used um, an epoxy patching compound?
5: No, I haven't.
1: All right. Um, go to the website for Abatron. A-B-A-T-R-O-N. Okay. Uh, and they have a variety of products that are made for this. And they can be used to restore damaged concrete or build up some low spots of concrete. And they're epoxy based, and they adhere really well. And they stand up to the freeze thaw cycle, which is going to be real important, obviously, in, in your area of Utah. Right. And I think that's what you're doing. If you, if you use simply um, concrete with a vinyl additive, it's it's going to chip off, and that's kind of yeah, what they you're want to adhere to one
2: another.
1: Yeah. Right. Not that's very compatible. What's happening. Yeah, so do that. You'll be able to do it once. The the material itself is going to be more expensive, but it's going to be more of a permanent repair. Mm-hmm. Right.
5: Okay. That is great. Great information. You got it. And I'm going to give it a
1: try. All right, Gary. Good luck with Thank that project. You. Thanks so much Thank for calling so us much. at one eight 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 Money Pit. And if you got an empty unit, let me know. I'll be there to ski. <laughs>
2: You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Well, is your garage full of, say, extra tiles, maybe sheets or pieces of drywall or even wallpaper rolls that you just plain never used? Well, you can make a few bucks on those extra materials at a new website that's like a giant yard sale for all of us do it yourselfers. And you might even be able to pick up some supplies at a huge savings for your next project. We'll tell you all about it right after this.
3: Eight, eight, eight.
1: Money pit Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: On air and online at moneypit.com. Well as we tighten our belts in what some experts are fearing is a double dip recession, don't make home improvement and home maintenance. One of those things that gets chopped from your budget, you know by listening to this program that maintaining your biggest investment, your house, is especially important now. You need to protect the value you have in your home, especially during a recession. You don't want it to lose value.
2: Well, we've got great news on how you can save money on those projects. It's a way to buy materials inexpensively or even sell extra stuff that you can't use to make a few bucks. And it's all online, so it couldn't be easier. That's why here to tell us about diggerslist.com is the website CEO, Matt Knox. Welcome, Matt. This is a genius idea.
6: Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me.
1: It's our pleasure. So um, I'm going to like just jump right off a cliff here and say this is kind of like Craigslist <laughs> for home improvement.
6: You know what? You said it perfectly. That's, uh, that's why it was started, is that uh, there's so many excess materials that are left over after projects and things like bricks, lumber, chandeliers, uh, appliances, all kinds of things. And there wasn't a specific place just for home improvement to post it. So we created Digger's List.
1: Yeah. And it's really well organized, too. It's organized by state and it's organized by sort of category. And uh, surfing around here, I'm pretty impressed with what you can find. Like there's a programmable thermostat here, that's, I know, I know this is worth a hundred bucks and somebody's selling it for 15. Very cool. So that's great.
6: <laughs> it's actually dangerous to surf around during the daytime because you find a lot of things <laughs> on there that are uh, very tempting to spend money.
2: <laughs> now, Matt, are there any rules that sort of go with what you're allowed to post? Does it have to be brand new or can it be, you know, a length of one by that somebody, you know, has four feet left over from a cut on an eight foot and they're like, oh, I'll just sell this four feet.
6: No, yeah. It, it, you find a good mix on there. Like, for example, uh, I'm looking at three unop- unopened uh, five-gallon containers of bare paint. They had too much for their uh, outdoor paint job, so they posted it on here. So sometimes you'll find small runs, small amounts. Sometimes you'll find brand new that was just an overrun and that was posted as well.
1: There are, I see ads for folks that have a, a few pieces left over from a job. Um, I imagine the postage gets up there when you're buying 12-foot boards of Hardy Plank siding. Um, how do people handle that? Is that why it's divided by locale?
6: Yes, yes. You bring up a perfect point. Most of these items you're going to want to pick up locally. And right now we're in 34 cities and 21 states. And we've had thousands requests to open up other states around the country. So we're going to get to them. We'll be in 224 cities within the next 10 to 12 months. But exactly, most of these items you're going to want to pick up uh, you know, locally.
2: I mean, it really is just a great idea because many of these home improvement items that you're getting are not returnable. You know, you don't want to make that extra trip to the store. So you overbuy initially and then suddenly you've got these leftovers, whatever it might be, you know, and in the case of paint or joint compound, if you keep a five gallon bucket in your garage in an unconditioned space, it's just going to be worthless after a while. So it really does make sense to sort of benefit somebody else who needs it.
6: Yeah, and it it works out nicely because everyone could, you know, can stand and make a couple of dollars by posting it, and everyone would love to save some money on their home improvement projects, and like you were mentioning before, that they should be doing to upkeep their house. And what's also cool is a lot of these items are so reusable that it really is is environmentally friendly, less has to be produced, less has to be packaged, shipped, and the whole nine yards.
1: We're talking to Matt Knox. He is the CEO of diggerslist.com, which is a website that provides opportunities for you to purchase lightly used as well as new home improvement products. And you've got tools here. You've got building materials. You've got caulk. You've got paint. I see a listing for someone who obviously overpurchased paint and has uh, about a dozen different gallons of paint that's about 40 bucks a gallon that they're selling for $15. So what a great way to pick up some products to fix up your house with, with a real, at a real bargain price. Now, Matt, what if you wanted to, uh, you were looking for certain, uh, a certain product. Is there a way to kind of do a search or have some like an alert if someone posts in a particular category?
6: Um, I, on the first part, absolutely. You could just go in the uh, little search bar and you could type in bricks or type in tile or whatever you're looking for. But uh, you've actually just uh, given a tip off of what's coming is that we're going to uh, create an alert so that way you can just set what you're looking for and have it emailed to you.
2: That's really fantastic. Now, have you thought about, you know, is there some sort of tie-in with a charity in the event that, you know, somebody just really doesn't want to deal with selling and maybe just wants to get rid of all their extra stuff, or if something doesn't sell over time, there's a place to donate?
6: Yes, absolutely. We've got a great uh, relationship with the Habitat for Humanity restores, and a lot of people know about Habitat for Humanity as far as the building projects, but they've got these great uh, retail stores where they get items donated, and they sell them for about half off, and, uh, and that's actually how they fund their projects. So in the case of Digger's List, uh, if you don't want to deal with uh, selling anything, you could just click our donation center, locate your local Habitat for Humanity Restore, and make a donation offer to them. Oh. What's also kind of neat is if you, you, you can post it for sale and set a timer on it, let's say a week. And if it doesn't sell by that time, you'll get an email that allow you to, uh, with one click, convert it to a donation offer. Oh, that's, that's very, great.
1: It's a very, very cool idea. How many cities is Digger's, in, Digger's List in right now?
6: We're, uh, we're in 34 cities. Uh, we just opened three new ones in Ohio and, uh, uh, and in 21 states. And uh, we are going to make our way across the United States into 224 cities. And then uh, sometime between now and the next few months before the holidays, we should be creeping into Canada.
2: That's fantastic. And I, can I ask you this? I mean, obviously, you've got to make money here somehow. Is it strictly through advertisements <laughs> on the site or do you take a commission on the sale?
6: I appreciate you asking that. Um, no, we don't take a commission on the sale at all, but uh, what we do is we provide. It's free to use, and then we make all of our money. You'll notice that there's banner ads here and there on the site, and that's that's 100% how we monetize ourselves.
1: That's well, great. it's a great idea. It's a great service, diggerslist.com. Check it out. If you are planning a home improvement project, you just might find all the materials that you need, but someone else didn't <laughs> listed right here at diggerslist.com. Matt Knox, CEO of diggerslist.com. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit.
6: Thanks, Tom and Leslie.
2: All right, still ahead, what's hot and what's not? We've got your fall design and decor tips as you decorate in the spirit of the autumn season.
3: You live in the Money Pit.
2: Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac automatic standby generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888 Generac or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie
1: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Call us right now with your home repair, your home improvement, your home decor question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. And one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Tree Wax Home Care Package worth 20 bucks. You get a bottle of Tree Wax Hardwood Floor Cleaner, a bottle of Hardwood Care Refinisher, and a bottle of Brilliant Metal Polish. Called that because it's very smart, I understand. <laughs> good for stainless steel, brass, and many other metals. Call 1-888-MONEY-PIT right now for your answer and your chance to win.
2: All right. Give us a call, especially if you are taking on a fall redecorating project at your Money Pit. And if you are, you're probably wondering what's in, what's out, how do I choose design, what's good for the decor of my house? Well, here's a hint. What's old is new again. In fact, French burlap or any kind of burlap sacks. I remember, Tom, you guys gave me a vintage coffee sack from, is that your family's business in Hawaii or some sort of family history? That's right.
1: They're in the bean business.
2: Well, those burlap sacks, they are fantastic, they are design-friendly, and they can be used for just about anything. You can use these earth-friendly fiber sacks on pillows, you can upholster accent chairs, you name it, you can find it out there in the design market. So thank you very much, because you've saved me a ton of money. Now, vintage-inspired lamps, including ones that have milk glass or drum shades and antique finials, those are super hot. And believe it or not, I've been saying this a long time, and a lot of people are finally jumping on this bandwagon. But Wallpaper is making a comeback in a huge way, hurrah, and today, wallpaper is easier to put up, it's easier to take down, so it really makes this huge change super simple.
1: Now, as far as the fall art goes, you want to ditch the uh, sort of mitchy-matchy pictures. You want to mix mediums and styles. Also, forget the frames with glass, which can be distracting and cast a glare. Accent pillars are also an easy way to change up a room by season, and if it's the bedroom, piles and piles of pillows at the bed are out. Bedding should be neutral and pared down to the bare minimum.
2: That's right. And an area rug, keep in mind, can bring in a ton of beautiful fall colors without making a big change. And even if you've got a wall-to-wall carpet in this room, you can put an area rug right on top. It gives it a nice layered look and it's a really easy way to tie in some of those fall accent colors. And also brass is back, but this time we're seeing it in an antiqued form and it's on everything from drapery rods to cocktail tables. There's so many beautiful jewel toned, rich, gilded items that really go hand in hand with the autumn season. So go out there, hit the market, get creative, even start shopping in your own closets for that new fall decor.
1: 888-666-3974. Getting back to the phones right now. Who's next?
2: Joanne in Connecticut is dealing with a wall of windows and she needs some help. What can we do for you? Um,
4: I have three windows all in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And they're fairly new windows, but it's not that I feel a draft coming through them, but I would like some kind of warmth in the room as far as you know the darkness that the wall, you know that the windows.
1: Um, so is me. this a, is this an issue of temperature or a decorating question?
4: Well, it's an issue of temperature, really. Although, like I say, it's not a breeze. It's just that it, it just feels cold. Well, you because feel of coolness the glass. on the glass. Right, right, and um, also too because it's a west facing room. Right. I in the summertime I deal with the glare coming. It's a very small room, and my television's on the opposite wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind—I I do need to pull something down um, at certain times of the afternoon to keep the glare off the television.
2: Are there any sort of dividers between these windows? Are they operable or are they just like sheet glass with the frame around them?
4: No, they're operable windows. Um, and I do have a fourth window that wraps around the corner. Mm-hmm. However, um, I want to say I want to treat the three windows in a row as one unit mm-hmm. Because I'd like them, I'd like whatever covering I use or whatever kind of shade I use to inset well, into that.
1: Here's a mm-hmm. couple of ideas. First of all, you might want to think about looking into window films. Uh, 3M is probably the largest manufacturer out there. They have dozens of different types of sun control window films that will be very effective at reflecting back that UV that you're feeling in that room in the summer. Mm-hmm.
2: In so terms it'll control of the,
1: that glare. Right. In terms of the winter, You know what might be a good option here is cellular shades. Cellular shades are sort of like honeycomb, and they sort of put an air mass, a contained air mass, between the glass and the rest. Does Levolor make those? Yeah. I actually have some Levolor uh, honeycomb uh, uh, cellular shades in my house, and I really like them. We put them in for a TV show years ago that we filmed here, and I never took them out. Oh, good. And I think they're great. Because if you have a good, you know, a very nice insulated shade like that, what happens is right now you have warm air from your house that strikes the cold glass. It cools, and then you get this convective loop where the cold air falls and and causes a draft. Mm -hmm. Simply by putting the cellular shade up there, it breaks that path.
4: And now, Tom, are those easy to clean? Uh,
1: You know, I I, I hate to tell you this, but I haven't had to clean mine. Really? They don't get dirty. Oh, well, that's good. It's not like we're ignoring it. We clean the windows, but the... The shades just get a little dusty and we vacuum them. But we've not had to do anything else. You know, it's, like, it's not like the old um, uh, Venetian blinds where they used to get really, really dirty and gunky Super and you dusty. have to soak them in the bathtub. It's not like that. These things stay pretty clean.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, letting in the light and creating a room with a view, even if you don't have a window. Pick
0: up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by
2: calling 888-MONEY-PIT.
1: Where Home Solutions Live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
2: I'm Leslie Segretti. And why don't you check out the Money Pit Online? Whatever you are working on, we have got answers, solutions, ideas, and tips. All you need to do is click in that search box, pretty much any topic or any project, and you'll find a ton of information there. And while you're online, you can email us your question. I've got one here from John in Colorado, who writes, I bought my home new about five years ago. When I landscaped the area around the house, I put in stone about four feet from the foundation. I noticed about three months ago, the area around my house in the backyard where I have the stone is sinking. It's gone down about a foot." foot and a half. How can I fix this so it's not going to happen again?
1: Hmm. Well, I don't think the settlement settlement of a foot to a foot and a half over five years is all that unusual, John. So I wouldn't panic over it. The thing that you want to keep an eye out for is to make sure that the soil still slopes away from the wall. Because if it's too flat, then essentially what's going to happen is you're going to collect a lot of water around the house. So if it, if it has settled to the point where it's flat or if it's leaning in, then you need to add some clean filled dirt and slope it away, and make sure you also extend the downspouts. You want to maintain positive drainage away from the house, and this way that basement will stay nice and dry. All right, I got another email here from Mitch, who says, we would like to install a new kitchen floor. Our house is 26 years old, and we bought it three years ago. The kitchen has linoleum. We want to do it either as a laminate or a stick and press. I guess he means peel and stick, sort of vinyl tile, but there are a few dips in the floor. What's the best solution? I got to say uh probably laminate here cuz I think laminate is more durable especially when you have sort of a wobbly floor. Mhm.
2: And it's really going to go on probably the most simply and easily dealing with that uneven base plus the underlayments are super easy to use. They roll out, you snap together the laminate flooring underneath and it really will settle that whole situation of having an uneven surface.
1: Well, we all know that lighting can really make the difference in a room, but How do you let the light in if you don't have a window? Good news, it can be done. Leslie's going to tell you just how to do that on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
2: That's right, your decor du jour this hour, and it's a great idea. Create a view in any room in your house, whether it's the kitchen, your living room, whatever. Especially if it's a room that doesn't have a window. It's a great opportunity to create a light box and give yourself instantaneous view, whether you want to see New York City out your window or you want to see Bora Bora. You name it, you can create it if you build a light box for this room. All you need to do is you can head over to an art store, you can buy a light box there, even a photography support store will have a light box for sale and this is basically just you know, a plastic frame that's sort of rectangular with some fluorescent tubes inside and some plexi on top of it so that you can lay artwork on top to trace or look at photography. What we're saying is take this light box and mount it on your wall. Now, if you can't find one where you live, you can easily make one, head over to the home center, look at the fluoro tubes. You can easily assemble one to create sort of this homemade light box. And once you've got it mounted on your wall, then take your favorite photo, have it printed up as a transparent. Any sort of Staples or Kinko's type of place where you live can do that for you. Take this transparency of your photo, put it on top of your new window box hanging on your wall. You can even take it one step further and take molding and trim work and sort of trim out the whole light box if you make yours from scratch to actually make it look like a window frame. Totally up to you. But suddenly, instant vista of your favorite place, and it certainly will lighten up a dull, windowless room.
1: And that sounds like an awesome idea. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, if you have forced hot air, you've got one of the most popular types of heating systems around. But you may find that some rooms are just always colder than others. We're going to have some tips on how you can balance your forced hot air system to get even heat distribution throughout your entire house. That's coming up next week. On the program, I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You
3: live in the Money Pit.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.